In a world where all MMA podcasts are the same, this one stands above the rest. Live from Austin, Texas, it's Fight Night ATX. What they know about them Texas boys. You're listening to the most dangerous show in Texas. Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn. Wherever you are, however you may be listening, welcome to Fight Night. It is the 400th anniversary show of Fight Night ATX. I'm your host, Eddie Cross. You can find me on Twitter at Eddie Experience, one E in the middle. And joining me as always, the Astros broke his little hating heart again this weekend, Mr. Jordan Wahlberger. Jordan, 400 shows between me and you. That is ridiculous. That, I, I'm pretty certain, makes us the longest-running sports show in the city of Austin right now it, it may not even be sports show it could just be show in general eddie that's possible well I'm, I'm pretty sure jason dick has a has that one on lock oh he might he might have that locked down well great eddie it's great to see you it is great to talk mma tonight uh it, it is great to have an opportunity to talk about the fights we had boxing we had mma what an uh, an incredible kind of just weekend in general but it was an epic weekend we've got a huge fight week ahead of us ufc oh. 281 is going to be at Madison Square Garden, we've got two title fights at the top of the card. And I'm pumped. It is going to be a great night of fights. I'm excited. This is going to be a great weekend. College game day is coming back to Austin for the Longhorns and TCU. And then I got to hustle myself out to somewhere and watch the fights afterwards. It's going to be a great night. Almost as good as this past weekend was, Jordan. Yeah, again, before you get to that, Eddie, uh, you can follow me at Nonstop MMA. You can follow us both at Fight Night ATX on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. And uh, Eddie, Eddie's been making a TikTok as well. He does a lot of TikTok dances, so it's exciting. Well, you know, people like to see me shake my rump. That's right. I like it. Um, but Jordan, this past Saturday, you know, just watching football like I love to do, I get to see the Aggies lose. Yep. Then I get to see the Sooners lose. Yep. Then me and my buddy Vic go out to the Austin Spurs game to get uh, for Superhero Night, get these cool Black Panther t-shirts and free yep. movie passes. They win. Then we head out to Buffalo Wild Wings, watch the Longhorns win. Yep. And then BYU wins. They beat Boise State. Okay. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, we beat Bo- on, the, uh, on the blue field. Clemson already lost two. And the Astros won the World Series. Very exciting. I would be exciting, too, to win your first championship. So congratulations. Aggies lose, Sooners lose, Spurs win, Longhorns win, BYU wins, Bears, they lose, but Justin Fields looks Don't good. embarrass themselves. What a great sports weekend. Eddie, let me tell you about my weekend. I went. Tell me. I went to the Spurs versus the Clippers games. You went to the Austin Spurs. I went to the San Antonio Spurs on yeah, I Friday night. I took uh, Drake down there. We saw the Clippers. Nice. Uh, Paul George dapped him up. The Clippers won, of course. Uh, Paul good. George dapped up tank. Drake. Um, oh, nice. Then uh, And then Reggie Jackson signed a hat wait, wait, for him. Wait, 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 wait. Where were your seats? We were 10 rows back uh, right by in the corner near the uh, uh, near the Clippers bench. So was this just in like passing as they leave the uh, head down the tunnel or something? Yeah, or so we were right next to Paul the, George fall in your lap? No, we were right next to the tunnel. So that's why. Uh, so then we our next game, we will be at the uh, we see the Pelicans play in a couple weeks. And that's the night before Thanksgiving. And then we're right kind of the same area. We're going to see the Pistons. Drake wants to see Cade Cunningham. I don't want to say too loudly, but we're going to see he's getting that for Christmas and a Cade Cunningham jersey. Ooh. And then we're going to see. The, I have no idea who that is. Yeah, the Grizzlies and John Morant. And then How's we're going to see. Zion? I don't know. I can't. Well, he's healthy right now, so that's good. And then we're and then we're going to see uh, at the end of the year at the Moody Center. We're going to see uh, Anthony Edwards 
Rudy Gobert, Cat uh, with the Timberwolves. They're, then they're playing at the Moody Center, the Spurs versus the Timberwolves. Right. Will be that'll be fun. Uh, oh, so, and then Eddie, look at you being a good dad. Yeah, stuff. It's a lot of fun. Let me tell you. Also, my daughter Lydia, her team mm-hmm. won the volleyball championship here in Cedar Park. I was pretty excited. Nice. They won. They won three games on uh, on on Saturday. It was awesome. Drake's his football team went undefeated this year. They had their what? last game today. Today, and uh, it's so excited. So pretty exciting, Eddie. Uh, right, congrats I, to Drake and Lydia. Yeah, man. That's very awesome. exciting times. Kate, Kate is upset that I didn't, I didn't have anything to mention for her, but she's, you know, oh. she's doing great too. Uh, Eddie, <laughs> December, like December seventeenth, Eddie. What are you doing? December seventeenth. What day of the week? It's is a that? Saturday. It's a Saturday. Um, watching some low-level bowl games. All right, maybe Eddie. This doesn't happen very often, but my family will be singing in our choir. We've talked about this choir before. Oh, we'll be singing yeah, we in this choir yeah. at the Riverbend Center. I think it's on 360. So that's full orchestra. It's a great way to start your Christmas, Eddie. I, I expect to see you there. It's the Millennial Choirs and Orchestra. I ex- my parents are going. My parents are going to be there, Eddie. An orchestra is going to be there. A full kind of 400 piece uh, person choir, Eddie. This is a great way for you to celebrate. Get ready for Christmas. You can even bring a date. Jordan, you know I'm a Grinch. You know I hate Christmas. I know, and I know you're 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 frugal with your money as well. So, <sighs> so maybe that's why I don't think you're going to go with somebody else. That's why you're just going to go by yourself. Well, I don't need uh, a date hearing me grumble and complain about Christmas music the whole time. Eddie, you're going to love it. That's, I got, I like to keep it positive around around other people, Jordan. Well, hopefully, I I complain around you. Well, I will send you the link, Eddie. I can't wait to see All you right. there. My parents are super excited to meet you too. Are they? Are they? They are very excited. So. <laughs> Maybe Drake. Yes. Uh, Eddie. He hasn't seen me in forever. Should we get into it? Let's do so. All right. UFC Fight Night 214, Lemos versus Rodriguez. Eddie, this was an incredible kind of like turn of events. Marina Rodriguez did not need to take this fight. You actually heard her this week confused a little bit about the matchup, right? Why am I going to be taking this matchup here? Why am I <laughs> going to fight Amanda Lemos, who's ranked below me? Uh, Marina Rodriguez has had won. I think we talked about it last time. She had won four in a row. Jan Shionan, Mackenzie Dern, Michelle Watterson. Now Michelle Watterson Gomez, you hear that? And then oh, yeah, Amanda right. Hivas. She last lost to Carlos Barza. And Lemos was just coming off of a win, one win over, over Watterson Gomez and a loss to uh, Andrade. And she mixed up the whole rankings. She really messed it up for Marina Rodriguez. And she oh, did she it in a, in a big way. Face. She did it in a yeah. big way. I mean, it's one thing to take a fight to stay busy. It's one thing to fight down. But when you fight someone with that much power in a division where most, most of the ladies don't have much power, it's shocking. Marina got shocked. I mean, I, and she, I mean, she was almost like shocked, like couldn't do anything in that third round. So they go. This was a big win for Lemos. So Lemos knocks her out on the feet in the third round. Uh, Rodriguez didn't like Rodriguez did not like the stoppage. She said that again. She, she protested right away, uh, but she's also protested since then. They were tied one one on two of the three scorecards. The other scorecard had Lemos up two zero, uh, but so it wasn't like it was going one way or the other. But Lemos caught Marina Rodriguez in that third round, and I don't think I realized how lightning fast she is. The amount of shot, the punches and bunches that we saw that she delivered on Rodriguez, where Rodriguez, you know, I, I think uh, Marina didn't, I mean, we mentioned she didn't like the stop, stoppage. She looked like she was out on her feet. Her hands were down. I don't think it changes anything if the ref lets her just get beat on for a few more minutes. No, it doesn't. And when she got up against the cage and Lemos started throwing more punches, 
and her arms kind of went up in the air, almost like you're doing the Michael Jackson thriller zombie dance. It's like she's not defending herself. She's not, like, holding her away. She's, her arms just out here somewhere. Um, and you'd have to see this to understand what I'm saying, or I've seen the fight. But, yeah, she is not intelligently defending herself and just getting wailed on. And there was no reason for the referee to let that go two more punches. Because he could have, and but it would have been the same thing. And, yeah, she complained when it stopped, but she would not have had space to complain <laughs> had it kept going. Yeah, no. So it's one thing to say, oh, she looks like she was fine. That's because Lemos stopped punching her in the face. So this is interesting, right? You look back at the rankings now. Uh, Rodriguez, she's going to move down. You had, she was third going into this fight. Uh, Lemos was seventh. And so a big, big step down. She's probably going to move up. My guess is that Andrade moves up to third. And then uh, Lemos moves up to fourth. She's not going to jump Andrade because Andrade beat her, subbed her. Head to head. That's my guess. Well, the thing is, isn't Andrade mostly, uh, hasn't she basically moved to flyweight now? She, she is moving, but I don't think there doesn't mean before. I mean, the rankings aren't reflecting that, right? She's going to stay right. in the rankings. At least not yet. Into the fight. So we'll see what happens there. So, uh, But what I would like to say, I mean, you think about, like, she says she called for a title shot after the fight. You may know that Carlos Barza and Zhang Wiley are fighting this weekend at Madison Square Garden. She said she would like to be a backup. That's, that's not going to happen. She's not going to be a backup. That, you don't make that quick of a turnaround. But. Uh, sure she can. A week later? Hey, if she can make the weight, but I, I doubt New York would let it happen. Though, That's the problem. It's the, New York. the commission should not do that, right? You shouldn't let someone who just fought a week ago, three rounds at least, right? And then A, make the weight, and B, like be in a mental space to go fight against the champion or Zhang Wili. But imagine that fight. If, if, and and I, I mean, I hate to say this right now, Eddie. Uh, I think Carlos Barza is going to lose. Zhang Wili is going to beat Carlos Barza. That's my pick. I'll make it right now. But I think if you look at Amanda Lemos versus Zhang Weili, that's a fight I want to see. Those two, the power that oh. they have, that's a really fun oh fight. Oh, my God. That would be a great one. And I also have to, unfortunately, have to agree with you because uh, Weili's got some pretty decent takedown defense. Now, Carla's wrestling is the best of the division, maybe the best of all the women. So we'll see uh, how that works. But Weili's got some pretty decent takedown defense, and she is a beast. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, all right, Eddie. Uh, obviously for Rodriguez, she's got to go, and not to the back of the line, but she's going to have to get some more wins, right? And unfortunately, yeah, yeah. this was a, a big bump in the road for her. Uh, in the co-main event, your former fighter of the year, Eddie. Oh, yeah. Neil Magny. Was that 2017? I don't know when it was. He subbed Daniel Rodriguez via Darce Choke. So Magny now has the most wins in UFC welterweight history with 20. That's impressive. Um, this is a great comeback for him, right? Off of that loss to Shavkat Rachmanov, you would think that maybe, uh, you know, he was on his way down. He had wins before that to Max Griffin. The winner of Jeff Neal, that's a great win. Uh, but prior to that, you know, he had lost to Michael Chiesa. Neil Magny, I don't like to call him a gatekeeper, but he is. He is the ultimate gatekeeper of the division, of who's who. Who is a, like, he's going to beat the right guys, and he's going to lose, unfortunately, to the right guys as well. But Daniel Rodriguez, unfortunately, based on this, he's not he's not at the top of the division. He's not a top 10 fighter. Yeah, and, not the right guy. And I thought that he was going to be a, a good prospect, and especially moving down. But Neil Magny gets it done again. Well, Rodriguez had some moments. It's not like he got starched here. But, yeah, Magny is one of those guys. He's just going to hang around. And if we're lucky, one day he kind of gets his Charles Oliveira story. Like the whole UFC will rejoice because everyone loves Neil Magny, as far as I know. I don't like that hairdo on him, but whatever. He's just always fighting. And he's always up. He's always game to fight people, too. He never yeah. says no. He'll fight. He's the only guy that's like, yeah, I'll fight Hamzat. Yeah, I'll fight him. Yeah. He's begging for a top five matchup. And let me tell you, those guys, they don't want to fight Neil Magny. Because you have a bad day, 
and Neil Magny will take your spot. You know, he is good everywhere. He's not great anywhere, but he's good enough everywhere to beat any of those guys on a bad day. Yeah. No, I agree. So Neil Magny, he's going to, and you know, the problem for Neil Magny, right, is you look at the rankings, he's going to get another tough fight. And he, I mean, yeah. that, that's what he does. You win and, and you, you survive and, and you move forward. So nothing's uh, easy. It is interesting, right? Because Neil Magny, he does have that lot, that uh, win over Jeff Neal. Jeff Neal is currently ranked sixth. I, I would be maybe interested to see where that fight is now because Neil right. Magny, uh, you know, I think Jeff Neal's a different fighter, but also maybe, uh, you know, Neil Magny's a different fighter as well. Uh, but well, he called him, out Gilbert Burns he to did. fight, and he said he'd willing to fight him in Brazil. Uh, that would be that would be okay. I, I would be okay with that. Uh, so a lot of fun fights out there and a lot of good opportunities for uh, for these guys to get fights. So Neil Magny, hats off to you. Congratulations on being the the welterweight king. Can we call him out or, or is that still George St. Pierre? You think he makes the Hall of Fame? No. I, I don't mean, think. Does everyone have to be a champ to be in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, I. I but I mean. I mean, he's got rec- he's got a record. He, now. he has records. That's pretty big. But like the highest it's rank. Like- I'm trying to think what's the highest ranking he's ever had. Has he ever been in the top five? I don't think he has been. Top ten, but not top five. I don't yeah, think. No, I agree. So I think that's where I think that's where your challenge is. Uh, I think just a couple highlights. I think we want to mention Grant Dawson. Uh, I mentioned that this was going to be a fight I was interested in seeing. Grant Dawson. He missed weight going into the fight. Afterwards, he said he'll never do that again. And we've heard that before. But he did. He he subbed Marco Madsen. And and both of these guys are good prospects. Marco Madsen. He's a silver medalist at the 2016 Olympics in men's Greco-Roman wrestling. Uh, you know he was undefeated. Matt, Marco Madsen was. Dawson is 19 and one and one. This is a guy that I'm, I'm continued to be kind of interested in and interested to see what he can do in the division. So uh, a good win. Uh, Pollyanna Viana defeats Jin Yu Did you see that knockout? That's the one I wanted to talk about. It was a lot like the uh, main event where she just stunned her on her feet to the, to the point where Jin Yu just kind of dropped her hands and she looked out on her feet. And then Pollyanna Viana just finished her. I mean, I didn't realize she had that much power. Yeah. No, I mean, in a division where, like, we don't, we talked about this earlier, right? In a division where we don't see that kind of power a lot, mm-hmm. man, that was brutal. And Jenny Fry has been kind of disappointing since she made it to the UFC. Um, she was a former, I believe, Invicta champion, but I believe at 105. So, kind of like Michelle Watterson moving up to 115, just kind of outsized when you get to the top. It's been disappointing. And, she, and she's uh, closing in on 42, so that doesn't help. Yeah. Uh, the other one I would say is Miranda Maverick defeated uh, Shana Young. I think M- M- Maverick is, I think I know her ceiling, but she is a good prospect there. Uh, the fight I wanted to mention, Edward, there's a fight under investigation uh, for sports betting. They looked a little bit shady. So uh, Shaylin Nordenbeek defeats Derek Miner by first round TKO. All right. So the odds on Nordenbeek, he defeating him, uh, they moved really fast. Like they dramatically moved in the hours leading up to the fight. Um, I think he moved from a minus 220 to a minus 420 favorite. And then the odds changed um, that the fight would happen in the first round. Now, if you watch the fight, right? I mean, I think Minner's, he, he like threw a kick and then like fell backwards or kind of moved to the back. Like didn't keep, continue to attack. Really just like didn't put up much of an offense. Uh, you know, people that are close to his camp said that he, his left knee injury was absolutely injured. So the UFC is investigating it. There's a private kind of organization uh, at the at the state level that's investigating it. And they're not so much saying that Derek Miner threw the fight. They're more saying that people knew, right, and and moved this yeah. line. And and which is interesting because a couple of weeks ago, right, we talked about the fact that UFC fighters have been outlawed and their coaches 
Uh, by the way, Miner, his coach is James Krause, a notorious better who even this weekend was like on Reddit on, on his channel saying, yeah, I'm, I'm still good to bet. No issues with me here. Um, oh, okay. it, it's interesting. Like this is could be a problem. And this is what we talked about, right? If you have insider's right. information, if you are in the camp, if you know that he's injured, you could go put a big bet like this out there and that could be a problem. And if you're smart, you shut the hell up about it and you don't pass it on to everyone else. People talk too much and that's how this uh, got found out. But when you look at what happened and going through, um, is it minor or minor? Is it minor? Let's say minor. Okay. Okay. Two ends. We're going to call it minor. When you look at what he did, it's like he threw the left kick and he kind of hit him with his toes and he kind of stepped back like it hurt. But then he threw the kick again and got more of the shin and knee into it, into the ribs. And it seems to me like, and this is just my assumption that, you know, like I said, the knee was probably already hurt. But if he can show that he hurt it in the fight, then the UFC's insurance will probably pay for his surgery or whatever he needs. But kicking with him when he first kicked him with the foot doesn't show anything happened to the knee. So he did it again, got a better shot in with the, the rest of the leg. And then he let uh, Nurdanbiak pound him out. So this way he gets his show money and hopefully he gets the UFC to pay for his surgery as opposed to just missing the fight and getting nothing. That's what happens when guys don't make any money. Well, think about what happened last week, right? With TJ, or two weeks ago, TJ Dillashaw coming into the fight, compromised with his shoulder. Um, you know, and, and if uh, Minners, he came in compromised with his knee, you know, we, we've got a problem that people can know to bet on it. And this was a case where we saw the line. I mean, even some like betting like sites and, and like books, they had to take the bet off the table because it was so dramatic of a swing so quickly. That's crazy. And you know, Vegas doesn't really do that unless things are way out of control. Uh, all right, Eddie, I think that's all we need to talk about from UFC 214. There was some boxing over the weekend. Dimitri Bivol, he defeats, Gil, Gil, is it Gilberto? Yes, Gilberto uh, Ramirez. I, always get, I, I, I get stuck in my, uh, in my Brazilian. I was going to call him Gilberto, but Gilberto no. Ramirez. <laughs> tell us about what we need to know about the, uh, the Bivol fight. Man, things have been going great out there in the desert, haven't they? Well, UFC, boxing. Logan uh, Paul. WWE in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, yeah. He blew out his knees. His knee. Yeah, it's crazy. But uh, Bivol defeats uh, Ramirez. Uh, pretty wide, uh, pretty easy decision to retain his light heavyweight title. Um, he wants to fight Arthur uh, Better Betterbeef. 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 However you want to say it. Uh, who's got the IBF, WB, and WBC belts for the undisputed light heavyweight championship next? Um, Canelo has talked about trying to run it back. When he, uh, with his failed bid to take uh, to step up to light heavyweight and take Bivol's belt, that's a bad idea, Canelo. Don't do that. Let it go. Maybe go down. Uh, in the co-main, Chantel Cameron uh, from the UK defeated Jesse McCaskill. Uh, this one was a lot closer. Uh, Cameron kind of ran away with the first half. McCaskill tried to come back in the second, but it was too late. So Cameron holds on to her undisputed lightweight title. Now what she wants to do now is go up to face McCaskill again, for McCaskill's undisputed 147-pound title. Imagine having all eight of those belts. Eight belts That's is exciting. Nice. Eight belts is good. Yeah, four belts is good. Eight belts is better. That is boxing. That is UFC 214. Guys, you're listening to Fight Night right here on 104.9 The Horn, hornfm.com, and we will be right back. It's What's Up With That. Woke up this morning and I got out of bed. Had a big old cup of coffee to clear my head. Been home for a while and that's where I'm at. But we can still jam on What's Up With That. Ooh-wee. What's up with that? What's up with that? Ooh-wee. What's up with that? What's up with that? What's up? 
Welcome back to Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn, hornfm.com, AM 1260, 101.9, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. I'm Eddie, that's Jordan, and Jordan, I didn't watch SNL live because I was too busy watching the Astros seal up the World Series, but I did go back Sunday and watch it. And let me tell you, when they did the Jets fan sketch, I thought of you. Well, good, because I was wearing my Zach Wilson jersey at the time. Especially, Eddie, when Zach Wilson and the Jets defeated the Buffalo Bills on Sunday. How about them that, Jets? That's huge. That was good. I was shocked. I mean, no yeah. thanks. not really thanks to Zach Wilson, but still, he well, didn't make know, the man. mental mistakes that he made that last week before in, uh, in, in that game against the Patriots. So I, I was happy it, to see that. It's a that. team effort, you know. It you was. Know, it's a team effort. But yeah, that one on the SC, the COVID commercial was pretty good. The one about the guy going to therapy for uh, his big junk. Yeah, I saw that. That, that was hilarious. Yeah. But moving on, Jordan, the UFC released a top 10 flyweight. What's up with that? Yeah, not even just a top 10 flyweight, Eddie, a top four flyweight. Askar Askarov was granted his release from his UFC contract with actually just one fight remaining on the contract. That's not something that they usually do. He last fought Kai Kara France. Uh, he lost a decision back in March, a really actually razor close decision. He is 14 and one and one. Uh, that was actually his first loss in his career. That loss to uh, Kai Car France. That the the draw on there was actually a split draw to Brandon Moreno back in 2019. He was ranked fourth in division. He was supposed to fight Brandon Rival a few weeks ago. He had to withdraw though on the day of the fight because of weight cut issues. Uh, he was supposed to meet uh, Alex Perez back in July. Uh, he had to pull out of that fight, and so the weight miss and uh, and just. Everything is just kind of leading to a rough kind of medical issues for him right now. And the UFC granted his release. Uh, he's a Dagestani fighter. I wouldn't be surprised if we see him in Eagle FC. Eagle FC? Yeah. Nice. So yeah, you got to wonder if he just needs a break from all the weight cutting and the grind for a while. He could always fight in, uh, in, in one, right? And uh, they, they fight Horizon. Where's, the, where's Demetrius Johnson? One. Yeah, and then he can fight uh, at the same weight, weight class, but like 10 pounds heavier. Uh, Kayla Harrison will be making her final PFL tournament appearance later this month. Jordan, what's up with that? Yeah, so Kayla's trying to become a three-time tournament champion uh, later this month when she faces Larissa Pacheco at the uh, PFL finals on November 25th. But according to Kayla, it's going to be her last appearance in the tournament. She's still with PFL, but she's not going to be in the tournament anymore. She's going to focus on individual fights. Uh, she's going to most likely be a part of their pay-per-view programming that they've been talking about. Uh, hopefully, they can make a fight happen with Chris Cyborg. We've mentioned that before. Uh, Aspen Ladd has now been joined and signed with the division. Uh, they're going to create a featherweight, a 145 division. Kayla Harris is not making 145 on a regular basis. So she's going to no longer fight in the tournament. She's still going to be in PFL, though. That is uh, interesting to see, yeah. Now, Shane Burgos, speaking of PFL, is out of his PFL debut. What's up with that? Yeah, man, this was interesting. I mean, Shane Burgos, he was a free agent. He had the opportunity to sign with any any promotion, and he decided that he was going to sign with the PFL. And he was scheduled to make his debut on November 25th against Marlon Moraes, who he was a former World Series of Fighting champion. He was making his debut 
with the PFL. PFL, World Series of Fighting, kind of the same thing. But return, yeah. he was making a return back to that organization coming out of retirement. Now, the injury has not been disclosed of, hey, what actually is the injury? Uh, it sounds like I've heard that they're going to try to keep Marais on the fight card. So they're going to find someone else for him. Uh, and not sure when Shane Burgos will be able to make that uh, that initial you know walk to the ring. So well, hopefully he can just focus on the tournament next year. Yeah, I mean, and that's really what it is, right? This was a showcase fight for Shane Burgos and Marlon Moraes to to tune up to have a fight in the PFL to get ready for the the tournament next year. So uh, while I like it, hopefully he's going to be ready to go come next year. Well, speaking of which, Jordan. Hit us with some new fights. All right. I've got a few good fights out here already. Uh, Bruce Leroy's back. Alex Caceres, nice. he is fighting Julian Rosa. You got Ishmael Bonfim. He is fighting Terrence McKinney. I like that. Uh, Guram Kutaladze versus Thiago Moises. That's new fights. That's what's up with that, guys. When we come back, we are going to preview UFC 281. Oh, happening yeah. at Madison Square Garden. Israel Adesanya versus Alex Pajeda. Carlos Sparza versus Zhang Wiley and Dustin Poirier versus Michael Chandler. Guys, you're listening to Fight Night right here on 104.9 The Horn, hornfm.com, and we will be right back. Until next time. Hey, hey, hey. Eddie, that is right. The champ is here. UFC 281, Madison Square Garden. I'm excited. Israel Adesanya versus Alex Pajeta. Carlos Sparza versus Zhang Wiley. Dustin Poirier versus Michael Chandler. What a good set of fights, Eddie. But that's the night. College game day is back here in Austin, Texas. The Texas Longhorns take on the number four TCU Horn Frogs this Saturday at 6:30. You can catch the pregame right here, starting at 2:30 with Craig Way on the network pregame at 5:30, Eddie. And don't forget, you can catch do 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 do. Jordan, step back, step back from that ledge, my friend. Third Eye Blind, right here at Longhorn City Limits before the game. That's actually pretty exciting. I love that Third Eye Blind. Cool. Yeah, I uh, I might actually get out there a little bit earlier. Just to watch them. Eddie, I love third eye blind. speaking of Wish third eye blind, what is the quintessential, the quintessential like 90s movie soundtrack? Third eye oh, blinds uh, in it. You know, you've got like uh, Guns N' Roses in it, in it. Singles or Empire Records? Oh, I was going to say Can't Hardly Wait. Can't Hardly Wait is, uh, is a you would. It's a great soundtrack. You, you would. It's a great, great soundtrack, Eddie. So, yeah. all right. What? A, what a girly man. I'm sorry. Uh, it means it's no she's all that. Let's be honest. So, uh, all right. Singles. UFC Singles. 281, New York City, Madison Square Garden. Israel Adesanya against Alex Pajeda for the middleweight title. The trilogy. The first matchup in the UFC in mixed martial arts, but the trilogy in combat sports between the other two. Alex Pajeda owns two wins against the champion as of right now. Kind of impressive, right? Kind of incredible um, that Alex Pajeda has, you know, been shotgun so quickly through the UFC. We're not surprised by it, right? He, he, I think he only has one win over a top five guy. That's Sean Strickland. 
now they shotgun him into that. He's not young. They shotgun him to the title. Uh, it's been interesting this week. They haven't. I'm, I'm interested to see later in the week, maybe Thursday at the press conference, what's going to happen if there's going to be bad blood between the guys. Uh, it's interesting. Edison seems calm. He seems ready. He he seems excited about this week to kind of prove the doubters wrong. I don't know, but what do you think? This is the least we've heard Adesanya talk leading up to a championship fight ever. And he's actually said, I think he was talking to, to uh, I forget who he was talking to, but he said this was a personal for him, and it should be. The guys beat him twice, knocked him out cold. Now he's coming to take his title again. I mean, it's personal, and he is shutting up and actually just doing the work, and that makes me appreciate him more. And we'll see how much it works for him because Pajera is a monster. What's crazy about this is that Pajera actually KO'd. He actually KO'd Adesanya in Adesanya's final kickboxing match. So that happened back in 2017. It was a left hook. So we know, and we know, right, Pajera has power. We saw what he did to Sean Strickland. Serious, serious power. And so if he walks around at like 230-ish, 240-ish, that'll be interesting to see how different these guys look when compared to each other. So uh, I'm really excited. How do you see this fight going, right? I think that, you know, Adesanya, you know, I, I don't, I, I think Adesanya, he's actually a favorite, right? So I think he's like the plus 150 favorite going into this fight. Um, but I think that's kind of by reputation, right? I'm, I'm trying to see ways. I don't see Adesanya finishing him. I see Adesanya grinding out a decision win, if that's the case. I, I see Pajeda. I see a way that Pajeda could beat him, could knock him out. But I don't, I don't see a way where Adesanya, I don't think he subs him, right? And I don't think that, I mean, he's going to, Adesanya to me, he is just like a thousand little cuts. He just knows how to continue to break you down, work angles, and just take you, take you, take you, and win rounds. I could definitely see him outpointing Pajeda. But the funny thing is, he was talking to, oh, it was Arrow that he was talking to. That's, that's probably it. And he was saying that he knows something that, that Pajeda doesn't. That makes me wonder if he's actually going to take this someplace, you know, where they, the two of them aren't used to being. Because he's been in MMA for years now. So, you know, with some of that wrestling, all the wrestling defense he had to work because, you know, everyone wants to take him down. Maybe he's developed some wrestling offense. Could he do exactly like Francis Ngannou when he took on Cyril Gaon? How shocked would we be if that happened? Yeah, that would, that would be interesting. The, and I mean... We, we know he has really good takedown defense. Right. I don't know how good his takedowns are, right? As I look back at his Never record. Never seen him try. He's got four. The, you know, the last three are all decision wins, right? Cannoneer, right. Whitaker, Vittori. Before that. It seems like he's been fighting to not lose as opposed to trying to actually go out for the finish and win. Do you think that Adesanya is going to be able to not fight emotionally in this fight? Because that's what he's going to have to do, right? When you have a guy who's beat you twice, who's knocked you out, put you out cold. There's an easy way for you to find a way to be emotional, to dry it. Dr- and you know he's kind in. of an he's kind of an emotional guy too. So it'll be hard for that to probably be hard for him to keep that under control. You know, is he going to come out in MSG in the entrance dancing? I'd be really surprised if I saw that. Yeah. No. I. I. I he said he's not. So he's not going to do the uh, the Undertaker coming through here. So. So we'll see what happens yeah. there. He wasted that one. That yes, yeah, that was that was. Well, Vince was actually in the room, so I mean that makes it. Yeah. That's I mean, good. it was cool, but the way that he fought afterwards was very not Undertaker like. That, that is true. I, I do understand that, uh, Eddie. Yeah. If you have to make a pick, oh. what's the pick right now? 
My pick right now would be Adesanya by decision. I agree. I, I, I would also go with Adesanya by decision. That's, that's problem the problem is we've seen him be able to be hit. Yeah. And if he gets hit as much against Pajera as he did his last couple of fights, they'll be picking him up off the ground again. Yeah, that could be trouble. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to take Alex. Okay. I like it. That's exciting to do. All right, Eddie. Out on a limb. Let's, yeah. go, let's go co-main event now. Carlos Barza, the champion, versus Zhang Wiley. Zhang Wiley is a huge favorite going into this fight. Minus 400 going into this fight over the champion, who's a plus 300. So, obviously, a really big favorite for Zhang Wiley. Uh, I don't see this fight going the distance. I see Zhang winning this, stopping Carlos Barza's second round. For me, this feels like the second coming of Esparza versus Jan Jacek. And if Carla can't get this to the ground and grind it out, she is going to get pounded. And I'm not surprised that Wiley's such a favorite, considering the way Carla won the, fight, won the belt. It was just a stinker where they had to pick somebody, and she was just more active. But then again, the last time we saw Wiley in the championship fight, you know, she was getting sent to what they call the land of wind and ghosts by Rose. That's... But I still say that they have it right with Wiley taking this because she's just tough, dude. Yeah, so she's so strong and fast. Yeah, remember that wasn't the last fight, right? It, the the last fight that Wiley had, that she actually you could make a good case that she actually defeated Rose. That she, that's the one she lost by split decision. Oh, yeah, it right, was the right. first one where she got knocked out. So, um, and and that was a very close fight. That was at UFC. 268 that was actually in Madison Square Garden last year so you know I and I should know that considering I just saw Rose's documentary yes we talked about that I'm still upset that they ended that after her losing to Carla and didn't end it after the second Wiley fight yeah that would have been that would have been a little bit more exciting to end the fight right there or in the end the documentary in the movie yeah yeah Um, all right so we both I think we're picking Zhang Wiley yes Eddie it doesn't stop there. There's still, I mean, Dustin Poirier versus Michael Chandler. I'm, I'm sad that this fight is not five rounds. I would yeah. like to see what would happen if Michael Chandler goes five rounds. To me, this is Dustin Poirier. He, if he can withstand the, not craziness or not like the, just like the un, I'm trying to think of the right word to use for Michael Chandler, unorthodox way of, of, of fighting and just like, just some of the, the shots that he takes and just the frenetic pace that Michael Chandler is going to put on early in that fight, I see him finishing. I, I see him winning a decision. I think see, Michael, I was going to say Chandler's unbridled violence. Okay. In like the first three minutes of the fight, that dude comes out like like a house on fire, dude. And it is craziness sometimes watching his watching him start a fight. Yeah. But if Poirier gets past that, gets the end of the first round, I see him taking it. I, so I think we kind of see it the same way, right? If Poirier outlasts those first three minutes, I, I, you didn't say this. I'm, I'm not going to put words in your mouth. I see a Poirier decision. If Chandler, if the fight ends early, I think it's a Chandler, you know, KO. I could see Poirier winning this one, uh, but uh, probably a little thug jitsu in the second or third round. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you remember that back in the day when, like, if Poirier was on a fight card, it was almost like a guarantee that he was going to win, like, 
some performance bonus submission of the night often right and so yeah. uh dustin Poirier, he he has that jiu-jitsu he has that thug jitsu so no surprise yeah, i don't think it can happen tonight if he were going to be able to saturday night. yeah if you're able to do that on saturday night again uh eddie the one thing i would say though is is no matter what this fight's going to be exciting uh i'm pumped out yes it is um it you know he has seven fight of the nights i think we can see an eighth right here talking dustin yeah how many does Chandler have? Because he's got a few himself. Chandler probably, I don't know how many Chandler has. I think he's, he definitely has a few. But, it, but he's got, you know, he's got a, a career much, much less than uh, in the UFC than Dustin Poirier. So, um, all right. Now, unfortunately, Eddie, this, I don't love this fight. Frankie oh. Edgar versus Chris Gutierrez. Gutierrez coming in as a big favorite, a minus 220. Frankie Edgar, a plus 175. This is going to be Frankie Edgar's final fight in the UFC, he said that he'd like to fight, you know, one more time. Uh, Gutierrez hasn't lost since 2000. He has a draw to Cody Durden, but this is the guy who's going on an upward track when you have Frankie Edgar, you know, on a sly. I don't love the matchup here. And if I wanted to see Frankie Edgar fight one last fight, I would have liked to see a Dominic Cruz, a Jose Aldo, somebody who at the end of the day is not going to make a name off of, of, of Frankie Edgar. Yeah, that's exactly the way I was going. I'm really disappointed that this isn't Dominic Cruz. You know, and unfortunately, Dominic Cruz is made of peanut brittle and can't stay healthy and just fought too recently to get back in there. But it's very disappointing. Yeah. You know, Jose Aldo was just at the uh, apex, the last, uh, last card. I'm like, what are you doing? You're already here. You're in the States. You should be fighting. Yeah. But alas, it's not to be. Yeah, I, I don't love this fight for him. I think uh, Frank Edgar loses this fight. Uh, first fight on the main yes. card, Dan Hooker. He's fighting Claudio Poyas. Uh, Poyas. And you know what Dan Hooker fight's going to be, actually. They're going to be fun. He's, and, and Poyas, he's on five wins in a row. Felipe Silva, Marcos Mariano, Jordan Levitt, Monkey Boy, uh, Monkey King, Chris Grutzmacher, and then Clay Guida. Uh, and Dan Hooker, I think he is, I'm trying to think, did he just go back? He returned to featherweight. He lost to Arnold Allen. I think he's coming back. This fight is at lightweight. So Dan Hooker making a return. Uh, also on the fight card, ah, man, this fight card is just great, man. Brad Riddell versus Hanada Moicano. Moicano coming off of the title fight that he, you know, he remember he stepped, well, excuse me, he didn't step in for the title. He stepped in to fight Rafael Dos Anjos. He moved up in weight for that fight. Um, but he's coming off of that. Brad Riddell, that's a great fight. You got Dominic Reyes versus Ryan Spann. Oh, Dominic Reyes. And we haven't oh, seen man. Dominic Reyes since that, you know, brutal elbow from Yuri Prohaska. Uh, yeah, since he got his face rearranged, basically. And you got to wonder, you know, when that happens to a guy, especially in the nose, it really affects, you know, how you fight. You know, you don't know how he's going to react next time he gets hit full on in a fight right in the face like that. And you saw with Rory McDonald, it took him years to recover. And Dominic Reyes is such the ultimate what if guy, you know. What if... He hadn't spent round five against John Jones backpedaling. What if Eddie had been sitting on the front row and could have seen that fight better than me? What if Jordan hadn't uh, picked wrong again? On what? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but that this is rough, right? Because he's coming off of three losses in a row. John Jones, Jan Blachowicz, and Yuri Prochaska. So, And he hasn't fought. I mean, that, that last fight was May of 2021. So it's been a while since we've seen Dominic Reyes in a fight. Ryan Spann. We've seen him get his heart crushed and his face crushed. Ryan Spann, he last fought in May of, uh, of this year. He defeated Ion Kutalaba. 
Before that, he had losses to Anthony Smith. Uh, he also lost to Johnny Walker. He had a win over Misha Serkinov. So he's got some good wins. I, I, I'm interested. I, I, I have a tough time making a pick for this fight just because I don't know where Dominic uh, Reyes is. I'm going to go with Span just because, like I said, guys don't react well uh, after coming off that kind of injury. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Uh, all right. You got Molly McCann meatballs fighting Aaron Blanchfield. This one surprises me. Because there's no Patty on the card? Yeah. What the hell? Patty didn't want to fight in New York. He didn't want those taxes. Oh, big baby. He just didn't want to lose weight. So, well, he's fighting the next month. He's fighting on De in December in Las Vegas. Yeah. It's too soon. He had too much weight. He couldn't lose it that fast. All right. I would say, you know. You for, know he likes he, to blow up. He probably wanted to have a nice Thanksgiving. Although, you're, re you're really in the middle yeah. of fight camp at that point. Yeah, he's really ruining his Thanksgiving is what he's doing. That's no fun. Aaron Blanchfield, she's got one loss to Tracy Cortez back in Invicta. But J.J. Aldrich, Miranda Maverick, Sarah Alper, uh, those are her wins in the UFC. But Molly McCann, she's been like, I can't, I don't know if she's one-upped herself. Because the KO, the spinning back elbow that she had back in London uh, back in March, and then the spinning back elbow and then finishing on the ground in punches. She probably put a lot of pressure on herself right now to do another spectacular win. But Aaron Blanchfield is tough. This is a this is actually a really tough matchup. Uh, Aaron Blanchfield is a big favorite going into this fight, a minus 425 favorite. Really? Uh, and so Molly McCann, this is going to be a tough fight for her. Wow, that's surprising. That's a huge number. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Blanchfield's good. I mean, I think there's no doubt about it. Um other, other fights, Matt Frivola versus Otman Azatar. Uh, Otman Azatar, Eddie, if you don't know, he tried to sneak out of a window or sneak a bag in in Abu Dhabi. That's the oh, guy. That guy. That's the guy. The UFC cut him, then decided to bring him back. He's fighting this week. Uh, my guy, Wellington Turman, he's fighting. Catalino Kovalkiewicz oh, is fighting on the prelims. Uh, you got Carlos the Early, Olberg, early prelims, too. Huh? Maybe the best-looking guy in general in the UFC, what? Carlos Olberg. Really? Yes. He's fighting... He's fighting, kicking off. He's the curtain jerker of the night, Eddie. Who's got better hair, you or him? Ooh, I don't know. Look at the, you should look at a picture of him. And you, I mean, it's it's not close, Eddie. This this guy is good looking. Well, I mean, I'm sure he's better looking than you. I'm just asking about the hair. He's, I mean, he's much yeah. younger than me. Uh, he probably has better hair than me. Just in general, this guy is going to be, uh, you know, getting a lot of wins in New York. If you know what I mean. Oh yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, he looks like a cross between uh, The Rock and Luke Rockhold. Uh, I have much better hair than this guy. Yeah, you do. So, yeah, let's you be do. honest. Eddie, that's not it. That's not the only thing that's happened this weekend. There's boxing no, as not. well. There's, it, I don't know what's going on. It's just money grab after money grab. But not only is Floyd Mayweather fighting another YouTuber, I think the brother of whoever KSI is. Deji? That's correct. He's fighting Deji? Yeah. yeah. Over in, back in... Uh, in uh, Dubai, you know, um, the desert is going crazy with fights this month, man. But also Ricky Hatton and Marco Antonio Barrera are putting on an exhibition in Manchester, England. Just a couple old dudes want to get a payday, I guess. Uh, and Ricky Hatton's going to bring a crowd. It's going to happen. But should they be fighting? Uh, no. no May Mayweather's one thing. Because, May you know, he's not going to... He even admitted he's not going to fight old boxers. He's not going to fight anyone dangerous, just like celebrities and YouTubers and old MMA guys who can't touch him. These old dudes, Hatton and Barrera, are going to beat each other down. Yeah, I mean, Hatton, he's 44 years old. I mean, when's the last time he fought? Oh, that's a good question. I know uh, Barrera hasn't fought uh, since 2011. 
Yeah. And that was his comeback then. Ricky Hatton hasn't fought since 2012. Oh, my God. And, he, and again, that was his comeback. Before that, he fought Manny Pacquiao back in 2009. So, no. I'm hoping they wear headgear. Yes, they definitely should. These, these are things that we yeah. shouldn't have happened. So. Yeah, that's, that's not right. And then, Eddie, a couple weeks but, from now, we should be at yes. the Moody Center. Hasim Rockman Jr. versus Vitor Belfort. I'm still not sure how this came about, but I'm glad it exists. No, I'm um, also excited. I think the UFC's got a. Uh, I think that's um, Derek Lewis is in the main event that day, but it's in the afternoon, so that's that's good. Nice. Just don't know when Texas is playing yet. There we go. All right, Eddie. Well, stay tuned, guys. Sports guys talking wrestling coming up next. Stu Myrick, Justin Simmons. They're going to break down Crown Jewel. Guys, we are proud to be the MMA show of Texas. Tell your friends. Be sure to like and subscribe. Uh, 104.9 The Horn. Hornfm.com. Check us out. Fight Night ATX on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Keep safe. Be nice to each other. Stay positive and love your life. And if you ever didn't thank you, let us do it now. Happy trails to you till we meet again.